What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Hello. It's your man, Justin. And it's Ariel. And we are young, black, and married. Isn't that right? Yes. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are Young, Black, and Mary, and we're back at you again with episode three. Episode three is called Me Versus Me. But before we get into the episode, we're going to talk about our why. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this podcast? We want to encourage strong marriages and relationships, and uh, we want to entertain and educate edutainment if you will right and our expectations so we're expecting you to be blessed inspired encouraged to keep advancing and moving in life as we do the same so i know this episode is going to help someone out there i really do you're going to be really blessed by this so listen up hold tight listen up yeah yeah and before we get started again shout out shout out basically Shout out to everybody listening. If you're listening to Thank this you right listeners. now, you could have been listening to anything in the world. You could have been listening to any podcast, any song, whatever. But you're listening to us, and I really, I truly do appreciate it. But I'm going to give a big, big shout out to our two biggest um, listening, I guess, Listen listener, audiences. listening audiences, bases. Um, that's Houston, Texas, and Memphis, Tennessee. Houston, Texas, shout Tennessee. out H Town. Yeah, big Which shout out really, to you. Really, it's kind of funny because you're a giant Rockets fan. Yes, I'm a, uh, I'm a fan of the greatest basketball team of all time, and um, the Rockets. And yes. right now we're down in the series to Golden State, but we're not gonna talk about that. Y'all saw them calls Those in calls. Game One. Yeah, it was atrocious. But anyhow, we about to get this dub. Um, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Houston and Memphis. Yes, thank you, Houston and Memphis, ultimately. And everyone else. So yes, and everyone we're else. global. Shout out to Bermuda, Australia. Yes. Um, Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Ireland. Ireland. Sh- Conor McGregor is a fan of the show. Shout out yeah, to him. Yeah, just a big Mac. fan of Conor McGregor, too. So, shout out to everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. We want to hear from you guys. Please email. Yes, please email email us please 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 email us we want to hear from you this this is it's not about just us talking to you we want to hear from you as well we didn't, we want to know what your thoughts are what your questions are show ideas if you want to come on the show anything just uh email us at ybm901 at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook twitter instagram ybm901 or you can just search young black and married cool 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 all right our wisdom word is Wisdom word, wisdom word. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I'm going to do that again. Hmm. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And this is a Proverbs out of the Bible. So this episode is dealing with marriage and some conflict in marriage. And so this is actually a perfect um, proverb for that because when you're having conflict, if you are the one to have a gentle answer, 
you can actually turn away wrath. I mean, I've definitely been there where I've been heated and my husband has been gentle and it makes me feel like, oh my goodness, I'm being a jerk, you know? Yes. And a harsh word stirs it up. So if you respond with a harsh word for harsh word, you're just going to stir up the anger. So. Right. Yep. Correct. And we, uh, the name of this episode is me versus me. You kind of already got the gist of what it is, but. Uh, an exact definition of that is going into competitive arguments and fights against your spouse, ultimately harming you in the end. Hmm. That is what me versus me is, because um, when you become married, uh, the Bible says the two become one, become one flesh. And ultimately, if you're if you're out here, you know, yelling and saying all these um, harmful because everybody knows their their spouse pretty much really well. You know, you know their buttons. You know what's going to push them over the edge. And ultimately, if you press those buttons and um, nag them and and really step on their toes at the end of the day you got more ground to cover up to get that reconciliation going and or later on down the road you got some wounds that are in deep needing of 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 healing right Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's one yeah that's good so guys you and your spouse are one like he was saying you're one in a sense that everything that everything you do to that person is like you're doing it back to yourself. You're one. So I give the example. Um, I really don't know the married person that can have a spouse that is completely miserable and that married person be happy. So I'm going to give the wife, for example, the wife is miserable and the husband is just happy, content satisfied loves life i haven't i haven't seen that yet i really haven't and why is it why is it that when the wife feels one way the husband also feels that way as well and why is it when the husband feels one way the wife feels it as well and you know i'm not speaking about like depression and this and that i'm speaking like in terms of like arguments and competition and that type of thing like in the in the midst of that how the other feels is pretty much back on you right unless there's some mental stuff going on unless you're like a narcissist and you take pleasure out of like you know hurting someone else but just like your average person like you you can't you can't be happy and joyful when your spouse is down no it doesn't it it doesn't work because you're one what you do to the other person you're doing it to yourself correct and guys if you can catch a hold of that that can really help you It, it saves you a lot of lot of trouble in the long run like i was saying earlier it 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 really does it <laughs> it pushes that finish line a lot closer to you <laughs> than yes. uh, originally it would be so yeah um just don't compete in arguments to 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 one up the other because you tend to normally do this from an anger point of view right mm-hmm. and you tend to do that from the anger point of view to put the other one down right or to make them look small right because you know in that moment all you care about is getting your point across Mm -hmm. and hurting them because you feel some kind of slight Mm -hmm. or you feel some kind of anger uh like they did you wrong because they didn't hear you out or 
whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, we're 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 not no way at all advocating that you shouldn't fight or you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't argue or debate thing about things. We're talking about doing it the right way. Yeah, people say fight fair. Yeah. Yeah, if right. you can not fight, that's great. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, not it's, yeah, it's not fighting. It's, it's disagreements. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, disagreements. it's ultimately just di- disagreements right. and doing it in a healthy manner. And we, we, ultimately, our culture just doesn't have um, education on how to do that. And we're just giving you what we believe and what we've seen and what we've experienced, experienced and used for ourselves, um, for you to use yourself. For your success so one thing like he was saying like don't try to one up the other one to like get your point across or because in the middle of an argument you're really just trying to get your you want to be the one that wins basically you want to have the last word you want your point across and it kind of leaves room for the other person to not be heard and also it leaves room for you to like bring up things from the past or keep a record of wrongs so like don't keep a record of wrongs like let what you're what you're disagreeing about be what you're disagreeing about and don't bring up the seven-year history of your marriage it's not true forgiveness yeah don't bring up the seven-year history of your marriage because (laughs) that's not gonna help it's not gonna help um we're gonna talk about this a little bit more later um so that tended that tied into what he was saying as far as um anger and trying to put the other one down and oftentimes you want to put the other one down when you have this record of wrong in the back of your head you can't even hear what they're saying because you're like well no because you didn't wash the dishes for three years in our entire marriage and yes i might have used that one a couple times but Mm. you know what i'm being transparent here i don't need to bring that won't it will (laughs) yeah it's not helpful it really isn't Mm -hmm. uh i remember Remember, like the time frame when I realized what I was doing to him, I was basically doing back to myself, and I was like, "This is dumb. Why am I doing this?" Yeah, ultimately, it's pointless. Analyze it. Analyze. Think about all your arguments with your with your spouse or significant other. Think about. Just think about the whole framework of your arguments and your fights, your really nasty fights. Ultimately, that really hurt you, the person in the mirror. It did. Because <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't get you nowhere. Got you more pain and a longer time to deal with a fight or an argument or something stupid that y'all just some, you know, not even in. Me versus me. Yeah, me versus me. Me versus me. That's, that's actually really powerful. Yeah. Um, so this is something from the book Love and Respect. If you are learning about marriage and you're wanting to grow, you're wanting to learn about conflict resolution, all that type of stuff, this is a great book to read. It's a really good book to read. And so this concept is pulled out of it. I'm just kind of sharing a little bit of the con- con- um, concept. It's called The Crazy Cycle. So basically it's this circle, and I know we're on a podcast so you can't see, but it's a circle mm-hmm. with arrows that are basically continuing the circle. And so the crazy cycle is when you and your spouse are arguing and you're doing pretty much just what we said. You're going tit for tat, harsh word for harsh word for harsh word for harsh word, tit for tat. And you're on this cycle that's just repeating itself over and over and over and over. It's it's almost like a hamster wheel. Yes, it's like a hamster wheel. And so it kind of ties back to the wisdom word about a gentle answer. So um, one of the big things about the book love and respect that they push is to get off the crazy cycle and it really takes one of you to get off the crazy cycle so it takes one of you to disrupt 
the cycle. You all know it. The same thing that you do where you get on, where you say one thing, you already know he's going to say this, he's going to bring up this, right. he's going to do this. You, if, you've, if you've been married long enough, you already you know. You can't really make a circle by yourself. Yes. So it, it takes somebody disconnecting from the right. circle, the cycle to actually to break it. Rise above, break right. it have the soft answer, apologize. This isn't even something that we um, put down to talk about. But if you know you're wrong, don't be prideful. Apologize. You can stop it right there. Yes. It can be stopped right there. Save you a lot of time. Save you time. Save you energy. Save you tears. If you know that you are wrong, humble Humble yourself. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> pride, pride is a huge, huge, huge factor in that because you are so puffed up. You're like, I don't want to be wrong. Your spouse is the main person you can have your guard, your guard let down with, because going back into the garden, Adam and Eve were naked in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. You can be naked with your spouse because you're you're able to have sex when you when you're married if you're doing it um, um, biblically speaking and so ultimately nobody in the in their right mind walks around naked why because there's some shame attached to it mm-hmm. there's some laws attached to it as well mm-hmm. and we only had that um, that feeling come over us uh, because of sin getting introduced into the world mm. now ultimately with that, the fact that you can be so comfortable with your spouse having sex and being naked unashamedly, mm-hmm. meaning there's even that much power and freedom that you can be, you can let your guard down. You can, you don't have to be prideful. Mm-hmm. You can be, you can be weak with this person. Mm-hmm. You can cry with this person. You can laugh mm-hmm. with this person. You can do everything. This person knows how bad you smell in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's, it's, you can l- let your guard down. And going back to what uh, Ariel said earlier, if you can't, and you know, if you're in some kind of like narcissistic relationship or some overbearing, you know, dictatorship or something, that's a whole nother situation. But if you have some, you know, two people in their, you know, rightful minds, mm-hmm. um, then this works out uh, perfectly, I think. Right. And segment three, we're going to talk about, can we foreshadow? Yeah, we can foreshadow. Counseling. A so, counseling. Yeah. So like what he was saying about... Um, you know, if you're in one of those, like, like if you're in a relationship where the person is intentionally trying to hurt you or something like that, you know, that's when you just pull the counseling card. Like, you guys need to go. But we won't go too deep into that right now. Not right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave you with this. Um, this is, we are, if you haven't caught that by now, we are Bible-believing people. We are Christians. We are believers in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And this is, um, this is in our hearts and it's going to overflow into these shows so just if you didn't know Mm -hmm. um closing for segment one husbands should love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hates his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it ephesians 5 28 through 29 You feed yourself, you bathe yourself, you look at yourself in the mirror, 
you say, hey, you're great. If you don't, you should. <laughs> what that verse just said is your your wife or your spouse is you. Nourish your spouse. Feed them, not just physically, emotionally, spiritually. Take care of them. It, you, they are you. You never, you don't walk around hitting yourself. You don't work around hurting your feelings. Think about your spouse as yourself. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I agree with all that. We'll be right back in a moment. Young, Black, and Married is sponsored by 2020 Sheep Productions. If you are in need of a photographer or videographer to capture your finest moments, call 2020 Sheep Productions at 901-295-8435 or log on to 2020sheep.com. 2020 Sheep Productions, meeting all of your visual needs. Located in the tri-state area. Welcome back to Young, Black, and Married. We're starting segment two, but before we get rolling with our segment, I have a wisdom word for the ladies. Ladies, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. This is super powerful, ladies. Mm. You've got a lot of power in your hands, in your mouth, in your mindset. Mm. You have the power to build up your house. You have the power to tear your house down. So you decide today what side you're going to be on. Decide today, am I going to build my house? Am I going to build my house? And think about house is your marriage, your husband, your spouse, your children. Are you going to build up your house? Are you going to lay bricks? Are you going to paint? Are you going to hang curtains and decorate? Mm. Or are you going to run through your house and rip down curtains and, and knock holes through walls with your attitude, with your words, with your mindset and with your body language? What do you what do you want to do? What, mm. what house do you want to live in? That's what you're putting in the atmosphere. huh? Yeah. Mm. So, ladies, you got a lot of power. Hey, man, that's good. That's good. Ooh. Segment two, ladies and gentlemen, strategies to use during arguments strategies we need we need the practical practical strategies to 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 handle these things right and one we've learned this one when we were kids <laughs> time out time <laughs> the adult out. time out the adult time out <laughs> everybody need a little time out every now and then it, you know you're listening to this right now you know when you're in an argument with somebody it can be not, not even necessarily in a relationship but for this point in a relationship you know when you get too hot and you know that that word them words them <laughs> them cutting words about to come out you should say hey babe I love you but I need 5 to 10 minutes maybe even 15 depending on how, how hot you are to, to cool off because I promise you, them, them soft words turn away wrath. Because if you if you come if 
if you don't take that time out and you feeling that heat, you feeling that pressure, and you just let off, <laughs> crazy cycle. <laughs> yeah, much. It's a crazy cycle. <laughs> you just hopped on. So, timeouts. You can feel it rising that point to where you know especially if you're more of a hot-headed type person or you're, you know, you have like, you know, you can get angry. Anger is something that we feel, but it's what we do when we're angry. That's the problem. Mm. So um, you sense it coming. Hey, maybe you need a hand motion like the ref. Like you put the hand motion up. Maybe you don't even need to say anything. Maybe you just need to put up your tea. Like the coach. Yeah, like the coach. Mm -hmm. And always establish hey, let's come back in 15. You know, don't time out for the rest of the day, right? right? Because when it comes to this strategy, it can be a trigger point for people that have rejection issues because when you're leaving an argument, at least in our marriage, we're different. So for some people, when you want to leave the argument, the other person sees you as leaving them or abandoning them or it just feels really bad for... Uh, the Unfinished business. Yeah, unfinished and, business. And not being in that moment. So always reestablish and make a time frame of I'm coming back. But if you're coming from that uh, unfinished business mindset, I know it's hard because most of us don't have that, I don't know, education or repetition with dealing with arguments. But you got to think bigger if this person needs a timeout, we should grant them that um, because ultimately it'll do big things for you in the long run. So we can speak personally. Yes. I am the one that needed the timeouts because if I get too angry, it's, at least it, at the beginning, we don't really do it too much at this point. But when I got too angry, the filter, like I, my filter just evaporated. It's Bro. like it melted. So... As I was, as it was rising up or the stuff was rising up, I'd be like, okay, I need a break. And I called it a break. Actually, I didn't call it timeout. And, um, same thing. Yeah, it is the same thing. <laughs> so I was the one that needed it because, you know, I had to work on my tone. I had to work on things that I said and how I responded to my husband. And he was the one at the beginning that didn't want to give them. And why, why, why is that? Because just like I just said, I I want to finish it now. While we're in it, I that's all I want to do. I just want to like get it done. I can't see nothing else. I don't want to wait because I'm on pans and needles waiting. You know, like what's she thinking about? Oh man, I want to say this right now, or I got this on my mind because I tend to forget things too. So I need to just <laughs> write stuff down. And and in my mind, it's like this would literally be the voice in my head please let me go because I'm about to say something that's going to hurt your feelings so bad. So I need to go. You know, it's like a come to Jesus moment. Like you need to go and like exhale, breathe, like really think about what you're actually going through. Handle your own face, your own emotions, your own stuff and come back ready to handle the conflict in a productive manner. Right. So if you don't want to give your spouse the break that they are asking for you're saving yourself hurt because they have enough locus of control to understand that they need to do this for their own self to to help them so it's almost like a tool until you can actually learn how to filter yourself <laughs> like i think i've gotten there now yeah but 
year one we were really raw I was not there so at this point it's not something I need so it's almost like a tool that you can use until you have that inner control over yourself that you can go through and handle this discussion the way it needs to be handled yeah. so nothing I mean it's not something that you might need to use forever yeah but it's good to have an arsenal it is it is right yeah and so this kind of ties into the timeout. So when you come back <laughs> from your timeout, if you've needed to take it, here are basically five steps and strategies to have a have a disagreement in a healthy way. In the article, they said fight fair. Some people fight might be a trigger word. So we can just say have a healthy disagreement. So here are some things to do. Um, and this is from NBCnews.com. And this article was written by Julie Compton. Her first step was maintain control. And so I picked this because these steps are fire. They're good, guys. So the first thing you can do is maintain control. What do you mean by control? What do, what do you think that? Self-control. Yes. You need, yeah, I mean, big boys and girls. I'm assuming if you're married or you're or approaching married, you got your big boys and big uh, big girls uh, pants on. Mm-hmm. So you need a little bit of self-control. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that's ultimately what it is. Right. Everybody knows what self-control is. And mind you Control guys, yourself. Control yourself. There's a lot <laughs> of grace, like speaking from experience. My control... In a lot of areas, when we first got married, I had super self-control. I was super disciplined. But there's something about just the rawness of being married that just can, like... It brings it out. Brings out brings everything. Brings out. Brings out those sins. Brings out it all can. those... It Yeah. Maybe not for everyone, but if we're talking and you know it's you, we talking to you. We ain't talking to the other person that ain't talking about. <laughs> we talking to everybody. <laughs> um, so maintain control. Control of your mouth. Control of your body language. Um... This is, if you can maintain control, honestly, the timeout isn't really needed. Yeah. It's almost like if this first step can't be done, go ahead and take a timeout. Maintain control, okay? Step two. That time. Never interrupt. Yeah, interrupting is, interrupting is huge, especially in the beginning, because... Well, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but establishing a culture for your house and uh, like a communication culture for your house, especially in the beginning of your marriage, that establishing how you guys communicate, you know, in arguments or disagreements can go a very, very long way. Mm-hmm. Because if you implement these different like little tactics and, you know, uh, guardrails in the beginning, you won't be sliding all over like just being messy and crossing all over into other lanes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, never interrupt. And if you're not interrupting, then you are listening, you know, don't interrupt. And then you ain't listening. Listen. So in a disagreement, hear what the other one has to say and don't interrupt them. Let them complete what they're saying. And my spouse is looking at me because these are good. Like these are things that it's almost like a good like checklist to make sure this is what you're doing continually. Right, 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 right. This is this is good. So never interrupt. Right. Hear what they have to say. And in hear, response, hear them out. Hear them out. The other one needs to do the same for you. Yeah. And I think actually hearing each other out mm-hmm. can prevent a lot of further disagreements because oftentimes you're arguing and you've you're arguing based on a 
misunderstanding or, of someone didn't communicate it in a way you understood it correctly. Or a preconceived notion because we've all experienced <laughs> we've all experienced having a conversation or an argument with somebody or you're doing it. Right. <laughs> you, the listener, or I, uh, you're basically listening to respond. Mm-hmm. You're not really necessarily hearing them out fully. Mm-hmm. You're and you're listening all all the words that they're saying are going kind of you know kind of in one ear out the other but but ultimately they're really going through like a um, a filter of something that Mm -hmm. you have an agenda for Mm, so don't do that and that's not good no that's not good at all step three do not bring up the past that's a big one yeah keep it on subject yeah, keep it on subject. That's because it, it just gets messy, and it and it looks like unforgiveness, mm-hmm. and it looks like oh wow, we we didn't settle that, and then you bring in another issue into the issue that you're already in right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you just get stacked up, um, your desk piled high with problems. Right. So yeah. Step four: Do not criticize. Hmm. Right. Mm. Mm. don't criticize hear what they have to say don't bring up the past don't criticize don't 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 bad bad talk this situation or this thing or this thing about them and honestly in a disagreement criticism literally feels like a cut a wound because it's so raw oftentimes that that's not the best point to criticize no um, not when you're in it. Not when you're in it, no. And step five. People hear it differently, too. Right. Step five, apologize. So if anyone was taking notes, maintain control is step one. Step two, never interrupt. Step three, do not bring up the past. Step four, do not criticize. And step five, apologize. Apologize. I'm apologize. I'm apologize. I taught kindergarten and I heard this often. I'm apologize. I'm apologize. <laughs> From my little five-year-olds. Hilarious. Yeah, so they get it. Um, <laughs> apologizing, man. Uh, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Um, uh, apologizing, especially men. I'm gonna talk to the men for a second. Uh, apologizing and taking that humble, um, casting down your pride and your your big brawny man power um, that you have in your mind and your ego. It can it can go a long way because. I'm telling you, me versus me, you're not in competition with your spouse. It is this is not this is not a fight. It, this is not a war that you're gonna win. It's, it's it's not it's not worth you you cutting her and her cutting you is not it's not worth it in the end. You just you just harming yourself. So it's 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 better to get gain that understanding. Um Lay down your anger. Lay down your pride. Take those steps. Initiate um, a resolution um, for your fight and apologize. Um, I know. I know it may seem different, but <laughs> the act of taking a knee. <laughs> hear me out. The act of taking a knee, especially in an apology is almost like irrefutable because i mean you do this when you're you know you do this when you're in prayer you do this when, when you're when you're two knees 
Man, you can do one knee or two knee, two knees, <laughs> two knees if you're really sorry. <laughs> but the, the, you know, the the physical notion of like lowering yourself. How can you? It's it's almost irrefutable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like the the puppy dog eyes trick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, don't you know? You can't like you know. I don't know what what am I gonna say? You can't spend seven thousand dollars randomly on some new J's and then be like, "Baby, I'm sorry." Get on your knees. That's 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 not that's not what you bring it out. But when you know you done wrong, or you know you're in the, in the wrong in an argument, or is things are getting heated, that is a I think I think that's a, a good um, actual physical action that you can take. Not necessarily bring it out all the time, but. It's hard to refute, I think. Ladies, you too. Mm. You can. Uh, especially if pride is something that you struggle with, ladies. That's such a humbling thing to do. And if it'll freak your man out if they see you do that. Be like, what? Because, you know, the man took a knee when he proposed to you. or you know. But if you're actually apologizing and you come down and really just have a humble apology, hey, strategies. Yeah, and it and it will actually, it, I dare you to actually to do it, and you tell me about it. It'll actually, in the act of doing it, you will actually just feel the feel the humility yourself. <laughs> actually, I promise you, you will. I promise. So yeah, there are many strategies that you can take with your spouse to handle conflict. These are just a few. So it was a five step game plan and then it was a timeout. So the timeout was a was a strategy and the five steps were just rules to follow when dealing with conflict. Yeah. So there are plenty out. There are plenty of strategies out there. There are plenty of them. So if the timeout is something that you think will work for you, go ahead and implement it. If you think, hey, this might not work, go do your research and you and your spouse when you're not in a heated argument come together and say hey we're having these disagreements let's come together let's come up with a strategy of what we're going to do next time this happens get knowledge and put it into action right if you know that this is something that you guys are dealing with come together come up with a game plan and put it into action don't let this be something that's passive kind of going back to what we said about money don't let money happen to you if you know that you're having these disagreements all the time be um, what do they say when you're the one that comes at it be proactive proactive initiate yeah be proactive try to resolve this and, and fix the problem amen yeah that's good good we'll be right back after this What's up, everybody? Young Black and Mary, we're back. Segment three. Men, I got a wisdom word for you. Men, feel your wife. Acknowledge your wife's feelings. See her for who she is. She's a woman. Learn her character. Learn her sensitivity. Ask questions relating to how she speaks on things. Ask questions to relate and how she feels on things, whether it's up or down, because our 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 women are going to women tend to always communicate their feelings, 
way more than we do. So you, there's plenty of learning opportunities to engage with that and to learn from her about how she feels and her 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 love language and how she um, feels and communicates about um, issues and things that are going on in her mind. So I just want to encourage you to feel her, understand her, um, learn her language. Nice. Awesome. All right, guys, rolling into segment three. Segment three is about counseling, guys. Counseling, that dirty word. Dirty word. (laughs) For a lot of people, it's a dirty word. Mm. Not for us. It's a great word. It's a fantastic word. Counseling. Counseling, um, I believe everybody should go to counseling. Um, Married, in a relationship, whatever. But especially if you're seriously considering getting married, engaged, or newly married or about to get married, uh, this goes back to our previous episode about money, you know, money being like a huge, huge reason why people get divorced. Mm. It's the, I think it's the second biggest reason why people get divorced and um, um, going into premarital counseling wow. or counseling period can help amend and detour a lot of these things, especially if you're being honest and you have a uh, unbiased um, opinion. All right, premarital counseling, really good. We took a premarital counseling class and it really just told us about, told us to know a lot of things. It basically gave strategies for dealing with arguments. It, it was just good, it was a good class to take. Uh, and for you guys, if you are thinking about getting married, take a class. Have those discussions. Talk deep. Go deep. Go deep, deep. Now, I'm not saying go deep when you just got into a relationship and you've been going out with someone for a week. No, don't bear everything. But if you are stepping into like deciding if you want to get engaged to this person or if you are engaged, go deep mentally. Learn everything that you can. Well, you can't learn everything, but learn as much as you can before. And counseling has a stigma attached to it as in, especially in the African-American community in the United States. And men. So I don't know about the um, community abroad like the stigmas attached to it because I know we're not just speaking to Americans we're speaking to a global audience right but I would love to have emails if you guys can share about you know counseling in in your country how how does that look and how does it work and what do people feel about it but oftentimes here African Americans males a lot can think of counseling as oh that's terrible I don't want to do it I don't want people in my business they see it as being weak man man you can't handle that on your own or I got this by myself man I I can do this on my own or I don't want anybody in my business yeah I don't want nobody in my business it ain't nobody else's business right right so yeah I mean, don't do that. Yeah, it's it's that's a weak stigma, honestly, mm-hmm. because um, not not getting help when everybody needs help. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's weak. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, why not be strong? Right. Ask questions. Um, this is like a side note, but if you see a healthy marriage, you see a couple and you're like, man, they just they're good. They've been married for 10 years. They've been 
they 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 look good. Their kids are nice. They interacting well. Obviously, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but when they in front of you, you know everything looks good. Blah blah. blah. Ask some questions. How do you do this? How do you do this? It's amazing that people will not ask questions to people that have the model of what they want. What we tend to do as people is we tend to get counseling within our circle. And if who you're getting counseling from doesn't have a marriage that you want to like imitate, don't get counseling from. Don't don't let them be your main source of counseling. Mama, daddy, best friend, Betty or Billy ain't ain't going to cut it. Right. Especially for your marriage. And and especially if those people aren't married and or especially if those people are divorced. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Um, you should absolutely begin insightful marriage counseling and advice from a healthy, healthily married, married people, mm-hmm. B unbiased people, people that's not just going to be on your side mm-hmm. or to your spouse's side, but to see your marriage as a whole and be be able to look on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. We made this agreement before we got married. We're not we're not inviting our parents into our marital issues so they will not be our counselors. Right. So for the years that we've been married, we do not use our 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 we don't bring up our issues that we're having in our marriage to our parents. Right. Side, so you know, like hey, me talking to my mom, Justin did XYZ and him talking to his mom and dad, you know, Ariel did XYZ. We don't do it because they're biased towards you most likely and you don't want to interject them into situations that once you're resolved with that situation is still in their head. Right. And it can create some bitterness and it can create some you know, you you tell you tell something about your your you tell something to your friend about your spouse. You know, it can be solved and y'all can be good, but your friend may have this thought about your spouse. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. like that that's how they see your spouse and through, I'm speaking through like, this framework or this like lens parents especially and family members right. because they go deep with you they go way back and they're going to be here with you no matter what most of the time exactly just don't like maybe you got this special relationship where you can do it we've decided not to do it in our marriage and it's been good for us and if I would recommend I would recommend like don't include your parents in your personal issues in your marriage. No, not at all. Because you you leave your mother and father and you join to your wife. Right. So your main source of counseling, I would say, don't let it be your parents. No. I would say don't let your main source of counseling be um, anybody that just had a divorce. No. Don't let your main source of counseling be someone that, that doesn't have a healthy marriage. That, uh, yeah, especially that bitter friend, because that is a that is a tale of the tape that that has hurt a lot of people. Listening to that unwise bitter friend who is going going through or has gone through whatever messy situation, and they just want to, you know do the misery loves company act with you or with your spouse and they and, can be speaking into your life and they could in their heart be speaking into your life and wanting your life to be comp to, to be brought down to wherever their life might be yeah and you're over here listening and receiving from them right so as you get counseling look at the life of the person or people that you're getting counseling from look at their life look at their behavior look at where they are and and say is this somewhere where i would like to be and if 
It is. Okay, cool. Right. And also there are counselors that that's their job to be a counselor. But we're not saying that all counseling has to be inside of this office and you paying $75 an hour. If you have a great local church. Right. Um pastor mm-hmm. or pastors that's that's what they're there for mm-hmm. if they're doing their job that's 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 what they're there for that's what they're called to do that's what they're equipped to do mm-hmm. if you're a, a plugged in at a, a right place right so that's a good place to get counseling it's just good seek it out it's awesome right. but i would i would this is a side note but to the ladies i don't i feel like ladies do this more than men if you have a group of people that are close to you and these are your good friends and they're your people you're doing life with, cool. But be mindful of how you speak about your husband. Be mindful, ladies, of how you talk about your husband in public. Don't go to a public setting and speak about your spouse in a way that you would speak about your spouse in a private counseling session. Do you see what I'm saying? The, the, the public group, the girls' night out, is not the place to be getting counseling in your marriage, in the girls' night out, in a sense of you're putting all of your spouse's business out there. And groupthink goes into that, too, because people's minds are weak and groupthink takes place. That's a real thing. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, don't bad talk your man. Just don't do it. Because the things that you say about your man that comes out your mouth you believe and it's just like a cycle in your own mind you're speaking it and you're believing it and it actually makes you like them less honestly if you're in the habit of bad talking your spouse you're actually making you like your spouse less so don't do it don't bag talk your spouse and we all have friends and we might bring up like me and my friends sometimes will bring up like small issues that we're having or this or that but it's from the perspective and i'm usually it's one-on-one and these are people that i go back with and i go deep with and we all know who those people are for us and we all know the people that are going to speak good things into us um i think you know that's cool i I do that you know i never go too personal but some issues will give advice of like hey how do you handle this situation how do you handle this situation but as far as a a group gathering me going in and bad talking no and even in those instances where i'm sharing situations i'm not bad talking my spouse i'm giving an example this happened this is how i felt this is what but it's not like oh my husband he don't do x y i can't stand my husband blah, blah blah no don't do that about your husband don't don't do it right yeah it's not honoring first of all it's it's just it's you you're supposed to honor your your spouse and at the end of the day you're one so right. whatever you're saying it goes back bad to me about, versus me <laughs> whatever you're saying bad about your husband you look bad. You are saying that about yourself. And guess- those women might not be thinking it. <laughs> they might not be saying that to you. But in their mind, I promise you, they're thinking, well, you married him. Well. Well, you picked him. Well. Well, you're still with him. you still with him. Or, you know, and it's like, especially those people, they just bash their spouse. Like, don't. Because just don't. Don't. No spouse bashing. Please. Do guys do this? Um... They do, but I don't think they do it to that extent like that yeah. necessarily. But um, yeah, and and people, you you don't have to be nearing a divorce or going through a divorce to get counseling. Counseling is not just when you're in crisis mode. Right. Counseling is about really just staying ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm. Because if if you're if you're going through a divorce and you're in counseling, 
Mm. I can almost guarantee you majority of those people wasn't going to counseling beforehand. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying majority. I mean, there are. I mean, of course, there are cases. There's special cases or whatever, whatever may happen. But mm. staying ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm. And it. I mean, and it's also just not for a divorce. It's just ultimately for the betterment and advancement of your relationship, your household, mm. your family, mm-hmm. how you carry yourself, how you speak, mm-hmm. what you do. Just yeah. So, personal example, we've been to counseling. Um, we went to counseling in the beginning. We So, when we first got married, there was, like, this basic of trying to understand, like, what, what do you do? What do I do? Like, how is this working? Who's right? Like, at the end of the day, I was confused because I'm like, I'm ex- I'm wanting you to do this, but I don't even know if I'm right in wanting this, right? And I don't know how you felt, but that's kind of how I felt. Like, you know, those a lot of our issues were about the same topic. And in my head, I'm like, am I going about this the right way? Mm. Because I was doing, I was probably nagging. Um, and it just wasn't changing. And, and lots of times when you get to those ruts, it's like we all, I don't know, if you've hit the rut where you're doing the, like, you're trying to get a result, it's just not happening. The other person's not hearing you out or understanding. And it's just, it's like a rut. And you feel like I can't get out of this rut. We went to counseling and the counselor spoke directly to him about some things. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't say, but he really like, addressed what I was feeling and it came from another person and it wasn't me and it was non-biased right and it's very helpful because you don't think about it and you won't you can't see it right because you're in your own mind you're in your own point of view so that's why you need somebody to examine like see it from outside you guys especially somebody with eyes with experience and wise eyes yes and it's it's, it's just extremely helpful. Yeah, he essentially told him, told him he needed to do pretty much everything I was asking him to do, which was nice. Sometimes that happens, guys. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But in that situation, it was good for both of us. Right. It was. Right. Absolutely. So you never know. You could end up going to counseling and then you leave like, I knew it. But don't say it. Don't say you knew you were right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just hold it in yourself. Just be like, okay. Right. <laughs> uh word to the guys about counseling from a woman so personally I believe I'm not saying this is 100% correct I believe that the woman is more likely to bring up let's go to counseling than the man do you agree with that? yeah absolutely because it goes back to what I was saying those men are prideful they think they see it as weak but also we don't have education to know I mean, you just you the world just doesn't teach you great education about really advancing yourself. The world only teaches you great education about advancing yourself for the world the world to advance and to make money. You know what I'm saying? It's not really really necess- doesn't teach you to nurture what you have. So, yeah. So for a woman speaking to the men in the audience, your wife might have asked you to go to counseling. She might have felt like how I was mentioning that rut and it's like, I just can't get through. If your wife asks you to go to counseling, know this, know she's stressed, know she's anxious, know she's really trying and know she doesn't want to give up. And she's asked you to go to counseling. 
She didn't do a lot of other things. She's asked you to, to go to a place because she needs help. Think of it in that way. She needs help. Go. I know a lot of people. Actually, do I? I know some. I don't know a lot of people. But I've heard of a lot of people that the wife has asked for counseling and the husband has refused. That's not a wise situation to be in. That's not wise at all. It goes back to their pride and it goes back to, I don't want nobody in my business where your business is failing and your wife is drowning. You're drowning. You need help. Grab the the life raft and get on board. It's it's that simple. Stop being prideful. Drop it. Humble think, yourself. Yeah, I think we're literally speaking to someone that's in this situation that your wife has asked you to go to counseling and you don't want to go. So what are the other options? Are you practically trying to come up with strategies? Are you being... Pr- like proactive are you doing things are you basically saying no we can't go to counseling and no i'm not going to change is that what you're saying is that what you're saying are you fighting for your marriage yeah gotta be proactive for this absolutely absolutely does counseling fix everything no 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 it doesn't because you can go to counseling hear what they say and not do any of it correct you got to put it into work at the end of the day. Work, 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 work. Work, 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 work. You, yeah, you have to put in the love. You have to put in the action. I mean, they'll they'll give you the keys. But you got to. So, yeah, they'll give you, you some gotta, keys. You got to. Yeah, you got to drive the car though. This this ain't they marriage. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's your marriage. It's your marriage. It's, it's your is 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 what you have to go home to. They only with you for that that hour or two hours in, in time. Try. Yeah. Try, guys. And it's not I'm not beating up on the guys. I'm not. Ladies, you want it to go, you go. You hear you hear them give the word of what it's felt that needs to be done, or here are some proactive tools to use. Use the tools. Try it. Ladies, don't beat your man don't over try, the head do. with it either. <laughs> yes. Ladies, don't beat your man over the head, please. And like women, you have way more power and influence over your 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 spouse, your husband than you think. Wow. And that they tell you. You can hurt their feelings easily. Mm-hmm. You are the He might not show it either. Yeah, he I mean he won't show it. I mean, he won't show it for pride and then he just, you know, tries to tough through it. But women don't 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 let's go back to don't hold, hold it over the head. Don't if you if and when you do get to counseling, don't be like, "Yeah, see, I told you." <laughs> I told you. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 just not wise. Here's maybe a point we can end on. I took a marriage class in college. I might have been, what, 19, 18, 19, 20, maybe. He gave an example, and it was in the book. I don't know the book, but it's another diagraph. If you can see, visualize this. Visualize two lines going one underneath the other, one on top, and they're going the same direction, and they're at the same point. 
So this is a marriage where people are behaving in a way that's not desirable. You're not being kind. You're not handling arguments well. You're not doing what you need to do well. It takes one of you to elevate yourself. So now notice one of the lines has gone up and now it's going straight. So it's a lot higher than the other line and it's going straight. It takes some time after you've decided to elevate your behavior, you've decided you're not going down on the crazy cycle, you're not doing this anymore. It takes some time for the other spouse that didn't make that decision to really recognize what's happened. It takes some time. But once the recognition happens and the other spouse has elevated their behavior towards them and now the other spouse is treating them better and the other spouse is being kinder, after a while, you'll notice that that spouse will come up in agreement and will also elevate their behavior and their actions and their verbiage towards the other spouse. So if you look at the diagraph, both of them are going together. One of them goes up and is higher. And then after some time, the other spouse will also come up and rise and then they'll be back in agreement on a different level. So you don't wait on your spouse to make the right move and to do what's right for you to do what's right. You do it and you be consistent. And you will be surprised that with time, your spouse is gonna come up to you and rise up to that elevated level of behavior and agreement. You'll be surprised, but it's human nature. Amen. Yeah, when, yeah, basically when true humility occurs, nothing but love can follow, truly. Hmm. This is you, me versus me, what you do to them, you do to you. Yeah. Treat them how you want to be treated. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All well, right. we hope we hope this um, was somewhat, or we hope this was really helpful for you. We know this was. Helpful. We know this was helpful because <laughs> um, we, it's a lot. It's a lot of wisdom and the things that we said. This is not just coming from our own minds. This is something that we've gathered Research. over research over the years. What we've sat in on classes uh, from scripture, all of that. So um, let us know what you think. Send us emails. We want to hear from you. Please, please, please. We want to hear from you. We this is this is a this is a conversation. We're not just talking at you and to you. Talk back to us. We want to hear from you. Email us ybm901 at gmail.com or find us on our socials, Young Black and Married, YBM901. Thank you. We love you guys. Thanks love for you. listening. Peace out.